Welcome to the Lock, Shock, and Barrel podcast. I am Leela. With me, as always, is... Jeffrey. And... <laughs> I'm old Greg. And old Greg. <laughs> and old Greg, yes. So, speaking of weird green fish men, tonight mm-hmm. we're talking about the shape of water. And their sexy bits. Are you, ta- are you talking about the hit Guillermo del Toro movie that just came out? Indeed, Shape I of am. Water? Yes. Sweet. I am. We finally all saw it. <laughs> we did. Yay! Even in my little redneck theater. They took a break from showing Michael Bay's ship where everything blows up to show this beautiful movie that can be described both with the sentence, outcasts looking for their place in life and to feel like they are deserving of love, and... Mm-hmm. Creature from the Black Lagoon, but he fucks. Boom! <laughs> there it is. But, but he fucks. It's the greatest yeah. love story yeah. ever told. It is the greatest oh, love story. Oh, hey, fuck yeah. ghost. That's all I have. We to say. may be spoiling this movie a little bit. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, spoilers. No, man. If people don't know that this is the movie where the lady fucks the fish monster, then I did not know that going I, into it. I, you didn't. I texted no. one of my friends after I came out of the movie, and I said, "You must go see this movie." And she said, "Isn't that the one with the mermaid sex?" That's all mm-hmm. she knew about it. That's like the nicest way you could put it. <laughs> yeah. It is. Get that fish dick. I was like, merman. Merman. <laughs> yeah, uh, this movie was uh, wonderful and, and beautiful. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, finally, Del Toro. Way to pull your head out of your ass uh-huh. with a crimson to- peak. <laughs> he pulled it all Sorry, together. I just... He, he did. The and this is a movie he's... And the story all together perfectly. Yes, yes. I was really, really impressed with this movie. Yeah. Um, it, it's like a return to form, like back to something like Pan's Labyrinth and, you know, back when, yeah, before Crimson Peak, basically. I enjoyed <laughs> it so much more than Pan's this. Labyrinth as a watching You experience. did? I did. Wow, okay. Uh, um, I did yeah, enjoy it more than the same thing. But I did, I did really like it. Oh, wait, wait. What are we drinking? Bath oh, water, yeah, right. obviously, but... What are we drinking? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm drinking a whiskey with a beer back. <laughs> like I'm at a bar. Cool. So. Nice. I, too, am drinking an Elijah Craig whiskey. I, I'm i drinking a microbrew appropriately named Fish Penis um, <laughs> in honor of the film. It's, uh, you know, it's weird. I didn't think they would make that. I'm just kidding. It's a Pelican Brewing uh, India. Pelican. Does it have a little sign language version of how a fish penis comes <laughs> out? Like fish the penis in the movie would, would pop out, pokes his little right. head out. And another Hello. spoiler for this movie is we get sign language <laughs> describing fishman sex. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And a character who's like, "Ooh, tell me more," versus like, "Damn, I shut love up. That, Okay, I love that her reaction was, "Girl, you crazy." <laughs> Instead yeah. of like, whoa, that escalated. I, I love <laughs> the like, subtle oh, reactions in this movie. Fish, man. Um, but it was but it was great. I mean, like, I I bought that reaction and I, I was like, okay, that's they've consummated the relationship. Um, that's well, where we're at. I love the subtle reactions in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of things like, oh, we have to get rid of the fish man now, he fucking ate my cat. It's like, well, he's an animal. He ate a cat. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. feel like those are very dope. It was sad, like, but it was, it was also like, yeah, well, what are you going to do? Uh, it was sad. My friend grabbed my arm because she goes, oh, my God, he's going to eat the cat. I was like, he's going to eat the cat. <laughs> so we have and to she goes, oh, my God, he is. Oh, my God, he's going to eat the cat. Not, 
No, he was like joke, joke later <laughs> where he's like playing with a cat. And they're like, oh, let's not play with a cat. You know? I, I love so. it. I know. I think it was showing that he learned that the cats were not for food. Right. Yeah, no, it, it was good. And, and he seemed to feel remorseful. He learned that the humans and, think that the cats are not for food. Right. Did you guys right. seriously right. just skate right over my inter- incredibly tasteless joke? What was that? About the oh, only uh, pussy eaten in the movie. Not the only pussy in that movie. <laughs> I <laughs> tried to ignore it because <laughs> it was gross and dumb. It was yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. People at work have learned that I do this. So now I'm. <laughs> hey, you've said some fucked up shit on the show. <laughs> I know. I'm allowed to. I, I can't too. take it back. <laughs> no, no. It's on the internet. It's forever. So uh, somebody break down the basic plot and kiss. You know, I mean, I'm guessing everybody who's here has actually seen this movie who's listening. Okay. But, uh, Plot. Leila, do you want to go for it? I can go for it. Fill in as necessary. Uh, 1960s Baltimore. High to the civil rights movement. But many populations of people are very marginalized, including women, people of color, gay men, fish people. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. Government experiments. Government (laughs) experiments. The asset. Um, Sexy assets. Uh, Um, And in a flip of the script. Inner protagonist. Inter protagonist, yes. So, uh, a woman who is a housekeeper at a government research facility discover well they they bring the asset who is a Amazonian fish man who is revered as a god. It's a creature from the black. He's the basically. creature from the black lagoon, but sparkly like a Pandora animal. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and you know, weirdly sexy. Nice. One. And she gives him hard boiled eggs, and he, you know. Milts in her cloaca. Um, and then. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> wow. I can she... almost see okay. her like, uh, Marks eyebrows waggling <laughs> <laughs> right you now. You mentioned that she was mute for one Oh, thing. yeah. She's mute too. She's mute also and mute. tap dances. She's very quirky. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. He's just great. He, yeah. God damn it. I love this cast. And but then, go ahead. Well, and then General Zod is an asshole. As usual. <laughs> right? And he wants to come. I like that you to... take the role that nobody remembers Michael Shannon Who as Who doesn't being? remember Michael yeah. Shannon as General Zod? He was in two movies as General Zod. He yeah. was the only thing that was... I've seen his good movies. Uh, well, <laughs> sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It's his character from Boardwalk Empire essentially breaks into this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he, is. Is, he is that. He's yeah. very, very intense as a person. He's I fucking... Think... He was. He, can't, <laughs> he is as the monster. I've, he I've was never a great seen him villain. in anything that he wasn't fabulous. Just yes, yeah. The whole He's cast so is like awful. that, but we're talking well, about the plot. Hold up. So it, they break it, him it's loose. Just that... Wait, what? Yeah, Hold go on. ahead. So they break him out, and through a series of events that would happen in this movie only, it's totally cool, and he lives in her bathtub. Mm-hmm. And then they're gonna let him go, but shit happens. Uh, Huh? Shit happens. Yes. Shit happens, you know. And then it ends. Spoiler alert. In like a yeah. magical way. After everybody gets yeah. shot. And mm-hmm. the tears flow freely like water down your face. <laughs> like like tear like tears and rain. Like tears Wait, and yeah. oh, it's rain. Very rain is a is a whole character in this movie itself. But the whole but all the cast was fabulous. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. God damn I love um, a character driven movie. Yeah, um, and okay, just starting like taking it back to the beginning, taking okay. it back to the beginning of the film. Um, 
I don't know if you guys, like me, um, arched their eyebrows and went, oh, um, when there's a full-on rubbing one out in the morning, like, you know, like, just straight up. I like that it was in a Darren Aronofsky-style montage of baiting <laughs> in the bathtub. It's <laughs> just like, egg timer, ding, but bait. Egg timer, just, just like, cool. okay, I'm doing giggles. this before I go to work, but I'm going to handle business. But also, it very quickly draws a connection between her sexuality and water. Yep. Water, totally. sexuality, she wakes up, eggs, she has a prophetic, those three things. It, Yes. The right very first the scene in the movie yeah. is that she's dreaming of her apartment flooded. Yes. And her shoes floating around. Everything so like a freedom. Her, everything in her apartment is water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her wallpaper, her everything. It's I I love it. Um Yeah. But yeah, there were some titter, and, yeah. there were some there were some um, you know, little tittery giggles in the theater when she was so mm-hmm. uh you know, um Brazen. athletically rubbing one out. Um, yeah, no, yeah. like, and I, I love that it was like not her first rodeo. It's like put her, <laughs> put her leg up and no, no, went it's for it. Da- it's her daily rodeo. <laughs> yes, I. Uh, and establishes I, but, but, and I love workout. that there's a, there's like that that sly line later when when Giles is talking about um about cereal. Yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, they were made. Wait, what did this make people stop masturbating? And she like looks at it, kind of like uh, <laughs> like curiously. It and it's like it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah like okay beyond just the initial like oh mon dieu you know and and the pearl clutching uh of of that scene i like that it very much is like yeah she like we have a character off the bat like owning her sexuality and that's not a thing it seems like something being... we're used to in a movie in 2017 but you know like women owning their sexuality it's usually not depicted that way especially um, not in that time period too like oh she's, yeah, she's a unique character, and you're not. She's not flat, and she's going to, like, uh, yeah. It like hits the ground running with like her having a story and a background, right? And it yeah. makes her this fully realized character, and she's really quirky, and like even the like everything about her, the tap dancing, the eggs, mm-hmm. the um, it just gives her all these dimensions to her personality, like Giles and his cats and his art and his yeah. unrequited love <laughs> and all that. Um, but but yeah yeah and. I thought that Real all those things really, I, it go, makes go you care it. about the characters mm-hmm. and not just the Yeah, and later. I found myself caring a lot immediately. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and but but it also like fleshes out kind of the problems of these characters early on. Like Giles, when she's flipping through the channels and she sees stuff about uh, civil rights protests and, you know, protesters being attacked by the police, he's like, no, 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 turn that off. I don't want to see that. Right. Um, and you know, Noah points out the difference in their character early. Like yes, she wants to yeah, face he, things head on, and he wants to live exactly. on in the. Sh- he's content with like surviving in the shadows. Yes. Yeah. It's it's not to say he's a bad person or anything. It's just like no, that's a, who he is. Person, he would choose not to see something upsetting. When he when he's he agrees to go with her to the lab, and um, and he's like, "I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this." And the only mm-hmm. time in the whole movie that I felt like eh, was this cringiness for him. Yeah. Like, oh, don't fuck this up, dude. Come yeah. on. You can do it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and and uh, at her work, she's got the character Zelda, who's the uh, black like coworker who helps Tavious clean Spencer, the facility yeah. with her. It sort of acts as her voice in a way. It's interesting that, like, I mean, there you get a several yeah. scenes of her. Yeah. She does all the talking because the main character is a mute. So you have a, but she's 
offering a lot of also do just like she talks so much that you get so many jokes and the exposition gets sprinkled in very lightly in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like she. So she's a really, she's a great character, but she's like Giles too. She's also more content to live on the edge of right. things, and she there's real there's realistic risk in her life for sticking her neck out. Uh, as and it is the same way with Giles. Like they both are marginalized people. mm Hmm. So and they, they, but they follow. need someone like Eliza. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know that she's right and they want to go along with it. But um, Octavia Spencer can do no wrong. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. fabulous in this movie. Um, yeah. 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 But uh, they all are. And, and Doug Jones, can you even say enough yeah. about his performance? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. Even talk. yeah. And the man know, is just. Is he the fish guy? Doug Jones yeah. is, is, is the fish Not. man, yes. He is the asset. He's yes. the asset. And he's Managed also, to... I mean, he's in every Del Toro movie, basically. He's mm-hmm. he's Pan's Labyrinth. He's 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 Abe Sapien, who's basically the he same character. He managed to beat Roy Moore in that well, election, That's right. Too. It's amazing... <laughs> It's amazing that he's not Abe Sapien, though. He's like, not Abe, Abe Sapien. Sapien is a different but, animal from this creature. Well, what's really funny is it's been such a long time since I saw Hellboy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I realized who it was out loud, I was like, holy shit, it's Abe Sapien. <laughs> My cat was super impressed that I'd figured that oh, out. Oh, good, good. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Um, when I said it out loud in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's he's just this incredible actor, and and the makeup. Oh, I can't even just that character design. The design was just so good, so yeah. beautiful. But I guess yeah. we're we're talking about characters right now, so. Um, we Let's also go on have... to Michael Shannon. We got Michael Shannon. <laughs> he's so uh, he's so terribly Michael awful. Michael Shannon circle continues. And and I love in the introductory scene, you have everything you absolutely need to know about who this person is, what their yeah. values are, and how they regard the way he pees beneath them. Right. Quote unquote. Well, he's <laughs> he's mid-century American white male. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. Yeah, like in other the guy movies, even he's the protagonist. Right. And, and that's exactly that's like, very important to this movie. It's is very that, very important that he's because the, it's the total role reversal type of movie. He would have totally been. He's a shoe in for the protagonist. He's good at what he does, but uh, uh, he's yeah, handsome. You know, good. You know, good at his job and everything. It, even the guy at the car dealership says, "You are a man of the future," or something like that. And yeah. so he has to Are-Yum. have. He has to have all those things. He says four out of five successful men drive a Cadillac, and he buys one that day, even though he hates the color. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and he has the family and the kids that he can't even pay any attention to because he's so driven. I, yeah, and like the son being affectionate seemed to really bother him. <laughs> he's like, just sitting there. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. And yeah, and yeah. his his suburban lifestyle was in such juxtaposition from their like shitty apartments above the theater, which has so much more character. Um, right. They live in a yeah. But like, oh, yeah, yeah. He was driven world. Yeah. He was kind of like in his mind, this is what makes you successful, and this is what makes you happy. Well, he's the he is the like Giles has, is an advertising uh, art art designer, and mm-hmm. he has to paint advertisements. 
and he michael shannon's family is the family he's depicting right oh, uh, yeah yeah totally yeah because they even that have that scene about the green jello right and giles green is the color of the future the guy at the cadillac dealer says <laughs> uh, um and green oh, is such an important color in this movie right green i'm not gonna go into blue. that just yet oh, okay, but there's sorry. a lot there oh, shit. Still talking no that's about fine characters. Well, no, I mean, Giles lives on the outskirts of society, and he's forced to depict these right. this life that he will never have. That he'll never have. Like, uh, and he's content doing it. That's the, the fucked up sort of enslavement part of the whole thing, is that he wants to do that. Like, that's his goal in life, is to depict this perfect family. And then we yeah, actually get yeah. to see that family, and it's depicted in this, like, mustard yellow, back to your uh, color thing. And mm -hmm. this is even after I think it's uh, called Harvest Gold. Harvest Gold. <laughs> That's the There's a scene where of the color. Uh, the hmm. the uh, the asset as he's called uh the creature takes off two of Michael Shannon's fingers, his yep. ring finger, which yeah. is kind of symbolic of his fall from uh fidelity with his wife as he tries to sexually molest uh Eliza's yeah, and character Dominic later because uh, Eliza. she's quiet. Right. But she also, right. I think, represents so, an other that he is attracted to, but his only way to understand that attraction is to want green. to dominate it. Like, when he when he's having sex with his wife, and he's like, be quiet, be quiet. Right. You know? right. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like he's intrigued by her. He's intrigued by uh, the quote-unquote other. Was but... anybody else just, like, every scene he was in just looking for shots of those nasty fingers? Oh my god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and also the fact that his his uh persistence on keeping them on and even though it makes him physically sick, um, you know, he's getting like sepsis or whatever. Uh, I know, and because... it's crazier and crazier. And he's losing his mind because he wants to be whole and quote unquote normal. Like it's so important to him that it will he will kill himself to do it. Like or, or let his health suffer. Like it's it's an amazing metaphor. Yeah, I do think the the fingers are actually a metaphor for if he was a better person mm -hmm. and less driven towards his perverse goal, he would have had time to actually take care of his hand and heal it correctly. Mm -hmm. uh, and that he on. loses. Yeah. Right. And they just then they just become a metaphor for him rotting inside, being rotten inside, and everybody slowly being able to smell it around him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. And I think it's reflected in the damage his car takes. Right. Uh, and yeah. It's it's like he, he wants this this outward persona of being <laughs> like whole male together, you know, the all of the, all of that, but it's just that's just not what he is, and he can't handle it. I mean. I, I think, like, and it reminds me a, a bit of Pan's Labyrinth. You know how the general is scarred, yeah, um, and cut, yeah. and that They're, like their deformity reflects evil or something within them, which is, I think, mm -hmm. kind of a problematic trope. But in this instance, it works really wonderfully as a metaphor. Well, they're the scars given person. to them through the <laughs> yeah. actions. They're, I mean, they're the actions of the poor choices they make and being like these types of douchebags. In both movies, yes. Yes, actually, absolutely. sexual assault is very well depicted in both Pan's Labyrinth and this movie as like a, a very threatening thing that mm -hmm. is very real and very wrong in its nature. And one of the things I really like about this movie, especially, is that he doesn't like. Michael Shannon's character says fucked up racist shit like and it is not 
glossed over or whitewashed anymore. Like when he says the creature is made, uh, the Lord makes oh, yeah. uh, this whole, yeah. whole idea maybe of like, like maybe a little more like me. We're made it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Made like a white man is what the Lord's image is. <laughs> so therefore, you and this creature are subhuman uh, mm-hmm. in the eyes of the way he depicts the Lord. Or in him, but yes. then it turned. Go ahead. Well, him to, and him needling Zelda about her being an only child. And saying mm-hmm. that's not common for your people. For you know, your people, yeah. For your yeah. People. And a lot of movies, I don't feel like depict racism in this way. That's true to the characters of the time. The way this really does feel like the kind of like slights that are made that are, yeah. like make up the full picture of racism. Uh, right. I guess. And yeah, I, I I think. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, we're I was just gonna say, I think I think that is underscored by the fact that um, um, Giles' crush at the diner uh, at the pie place, he has this whole like he he always says, "Y'all come back now." You hear? He has this fake Southern hospitality, yeah. right? And right. then, it, like as soon as he comes on to him after weeks of flirtation, um, it's it's his revulsion happens in the same moment that he kicks you know sees black patrons and kicks some black people out right yeah it's like so it's like he's immediately revealed on all these levels but then when giles leaves he's like y'all coming back now you hear it's like and it's a reinforcement of this fake goodness existed in this mccarthy era like you know cold war era uh you know, bullshit. Yeah, no, I think it's really good that you mentioned the Cold War era because it does go into like Russians and mm. like the asset. How is... much do we, we love Doctor Hostetler? Can we talk about hey, how, how wonderful he is? Yeah. What a goddamn delight! He I was. watched an interview with him. He had never spoken a word of Russian before this movie. Are you serious? <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy must like, be native fun? or something. I was like, look at this Russian dude, you know. Yeah. So yeah. he's a del- delightful scientist that slowly falls in love with the asset as and well. And he's also in Boardwalk Empire. Yep, he is. And he's right. amazing in that as well. Yeah. Um, he's in The Post as well, which I have not seen yet. Um, man, he's just killing it this year, damn. Oh, well, he's in Doctor <laughs> Strange, which is awesome too. But God, what's man. funny, I guess, about the creature is that both it, 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 the... The movie has a sort of like Eliza approaches things with compassion and love right from the get go. And mm-hmm. these two government agencies approach everything with fear and mistrust. Yes. And so it's this whole uh, combative views of philosophies of how you should learn about your neighbors versus your being them being your enemies in a way yes. because the asset is completely useless to both of the governments it's come it's right. a very <laughs> stupid idea it's like it could be some sort of weapon he's uh-huh. a fish man like that's <laughs> but instead of being but they're like we you can know put him in space like a dog only the, and the, and it links <laughs> her love with the scientist love he's like this is a a, a creature you know this is a wonderful discovery that we all need to but not only... take for granted but only really by watching her interact with the asset does Hofstetler start to understand it, that. Well, right. And there's I think an inkling scene. was already there. It it's was... just by seeing her bravery and her compassion, he was emboldened. Well, and it was act. there. And then as the audience, we're really nervous when we see him notice that. We're mm, like, mm-hmm, oh shit, mm-hmm. is he going to hurt her? 
Well, he's actually, he's the one in the movie who seems to have choice. Like, there's very few characters who are really choice-driven in the movie. He's the only one among that small group of heroes that has any kind of power. Right. And I was kind of him that he gave him up at the end, but he was also dying and just thought it was funny and like. Oh, dude, he had a finger in his belly. Yeah, I know. I mean, he had to to drive the plot. I get it. Um, Um, Also, just real quick about that scene, I think it's very intentional that uh, he took a bullet through the cheek and then Michael Shannon literally fish hooks him, which is what that's Ooh. called when you jam your thumb through uh, someone's cheek that's a good point. and he drags him. Uh, he he literally has him like a fish on a hook. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. Symbolism. <clears throat> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Right, right, yeah. And, but again, going back to, I, I think the scars and damage that people de- like are dealt in this movie is very significant. Like we already talked about the fingers, but uh, I think early on it's important to point out that this the marks on Eliza's neck he interpreted in a violent way. Right. Um, right. Well, and the, the thing as is, a baby, her throat was cut and her vocal cords were cut. Well, and, but and was, what I yeah, liked but, about it because. I get really nervous in movies. Like, how's this going to end? Like, I, like I was saying <laughs> earlier, Creature from the Black Lagoon just broke my heart. Um, I'm going to get into end? that later. Oh, I, I realized uh, that. Well, we'll get into it. I realized that the the scars on her neck were like bilaterally symmetrical. Like, uh huh, yeah, yeah. And so I kind uh, of saw what was going to happen, and it chilled me out. I was like, oh, just wait for it. Just wait for it. Well, also, oh, they said cool. they found her by a river when she was a baby. Right. She's a Selkie. She is a, um, <laughs> she's a Selkie. She is a Selkie that doesn't know it. And right. I think that's a beautiful idea. Um, and, um, and somehow fate brought this all together. But as soon as I noticed that, and I was like, huh, this whole thing's about water and fish. I gotcha. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it made the experience so enjoyable for me because sometimes when I'm watching movies like this, I'm like, fuck, they're going to like kill him at the end and I'm not going to be able to take it. Yeah. Sure, after setting up this beautiful, right. you know, against I all think Because Hollywood they, does that, you know? They yeah. do that, but I think the that the movie is saying it's a love conquers all type of <clears throat> ending where it's like you can't kill an idea because it's more true than the other idea. <clears throat> so mm. I feel like the end of the movie is uh, feels appropriate in that way. Uh, well... Even early on in the movie, like in the opening scene, when Giles is narrating, he describes the monster that tried to destroy, that almost destroyed it all. And I didn't buy the you know, we, we know enough of from the trailer and whatever yeah. to know that he's talking about Michael Shannon, but he says almost, not that he did. Yeah, right. Um, right. And, and that took some of the trepidation out of it for me, but uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, and that's, so, you know, I love I mean, monster movies and movies mm-hmm. with you know, fantastical elements, but they usually do make these movies in badly for the, the other. Um, yes. And like we were talking about those, the uh, show I accidentally recorded wrong was about mermaids and the lure, mm-hmm. you know, I enjoy the lure, <laughs> but I knew it was going to end badly for those mermaids. And it did. Yeah. You know? So I, I sometimes have a hard time watching. Well, movies. so in this That's... movie, I mean, dude, the, the movie, like, basically, full spoilers, the uh, the creature, they let the creature go. Uh, Michael Shannon almost stops it, is not capable of doing it. Things don't end so great for him. And then... Also, uh, I'd may... like to say, I think it's interesting that he was slashed across the throat. 
Um, <laughs> he was silenced. <laughs> I'm, I'm no, so yeah. I, I think there's a point where I'm possibly reading too much into it, but they talked about the idea of scars on her throat in the beginning. But I think what's cool about that scene is that the monster doesn't haul off and tear him apart like an animal. He just no. does it quickly and efficiently. Right. Although it would have been kind of cool if he had. He had oh, a way okay. bigger say we should. He was like, so... If he had gone full sweet. cabin in the woods merman. Oh, yeah. speaking of, Giles, Giles was Sitterson in Cap Cabin in the Woods. Oh, that's how it comes back together. It comes but back I'm not... just, just to go back to the end of the movie. He, he gets, he gets right. a job at the facility that eventually that's becomes right. the Cabin in the Woods facility. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen one of those? Man, they're terrifying. They're terrifying. I so... couldn't help yeah. but notice that the like the whole plot of The Little Mermaid was that she loses her voice to become a human as a mermaid to go through a transformation so that she can get to the level of the prince mm -hmm. who is a, a walks on two legs. But this movie, she gets to it's like almost like a fuck it. It was better being a mermaid. Go back to the sea. She Hell kicks yeah. off the she Hell kicks yeah. off the shoes at the very end, which I feel is like almost like a Cinderella like fuck the fuck your shoes that make me a princess mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. kind of a thing and... oh like when they're just floating down below right. her and it's on the poster yeah. right that scenes on the poster and yeah. as usual when we're gonna do something i showed it to my youngest child the poster yeah what did she say i said tell me about this movie and she said yeah. i can tell that that guy loves her and that if she wants he'll go get her shoe for her oh. <laughs> That's so true, though. Wait, so sweet. What? I was like, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, cool. From the mouths of babes. Not God like, damn it. why is that monster like grabbing her? Like, <laughs> that male is biting that female. Yeah, uh, Star Trek. It was just, it was really sweet. Uh, I liked it. I was like, and and the, similarly, in the Little Mermaid, she loses her voice, and in this one, she has no. I thought it was a neat. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's actually a, a very slight and good observation. Though. And the Prince Charming, like Michael Shannon would have normally been the Prince Charming, but he's the Prince he's douche the, nozzle. He's the Prince douche back. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah that that's a that's a, a good way to look at that. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, it reminds me of when I was a kid. When, like, I remember seeing Beauty and the Beast and being really mad at the end of the movie. Because he, it was like he gets to transform into a oh, human. Right, he gets he's to turn a into a boring human. Ass guy? human. Yeah. yeah, right. He's a late, he's a blonde. Fuck. Because I'm like, I hated a... that. I hated that so much because Beast was such a cool, powerful right. force. He could fight wolves and shit. And he was interesting. And then it's like it's the grease ending, and that pisses me off. You know, so, it's like it you, know, you got to be more like me if you want to get with me. Right. Yeah. Although I do have an observation to that point and i want to know what you guys feel about this i wonder if it's the okay. same one i'm about to make go for it. um maybe maybe okay so basically early on we're given uh indications uh that she is of a mysterious origin right you know and then later in the end of the movie it's like after they've already fallen in love and all of that um like in saving her, you know, in and using his uh, magical uh, bioluminescent uh, parasite things or whatever to heal her, uh, he also I'm I'm this is my interpretation is that he awakens her dormant uh, fish person abilities, amphibiousness, like amphibiousness. 
So, um, and then at the end, it's like, oh, it's like they're they're both magical beings and they get to be together. Okay. Um, so I don't feel this way, and I, I but I think some asshole <laughs> could make the argument that it's like, oh, they were actually the same the whole time. So this is actually a story about heteronormativity. Like I like I've said, I don't feel that way. I'm just saying that's I just don't an think observation. So. I think you're reading I mean, too much into it there. Actually what I, I think I was you live say, in Portland too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. But you get what I'm saying, right? I mean like I and no. uh, Okay. I, I, I think, think I think it's if more anything... beautiful. I think it's more beautiful that it's that he awoke something dormant within her. I think that's a beautiful allegory like, like for kaiju. love. Yeah. Uh sure. So yeah, like actually, that. What I was gonna say was I watched this entire movie that as we mm -hmm. have already jokingly talked about, there's merman sex on. And not mm -hmm. at mm -hmm. one point, <laughs> not the whole time, until I was really writing it down and thinking about it, did the word bestiality ever occur to me. No. Yeah. No. That's and, interesting. And why not? Is it because it feels too metaphorical. Has, well, is it because he has perceived intelligence and communication ability? I'd say yes. Because he's Maybe. human enough for it not to be squicky? Uh, yeah. I think Maybe. so. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean I, I think, there I has think to be the communication whole... for them to be able to communicate and fall okay. in love, okay. right? Going, going back to Pan's Labyrinth, uh, everything that occurs in the little girl's fantasy world has a real-world parallel that is the trigger for it. Like there's several things that are like each character directly represents this other character. And you can draw like parallel lines to them. So there's like this fantasy world uh, is too symbolic really to be taken. Like you at the end of the movie, you can take it as like she was in this fantasy world or it was all in her head. You can yeah. take it several ways. So I think this movie has a similar thing going for it where, uh, you could take it as a symbolic relationship of, or a symbolic, uh, so a metaphor for how people of the time feel about a relationship they don't feel as conventional. So whether or not it's like, you know, trans individuals or interracial couple or a gay couple, like this is a couple that is like, uh, it's just, it's, it's a, you, they see you as a human and this, you're with this other and you shouldn't be doing that. And that's sort of the lens of, the judgment that it's getting around by making it an other, like a, the creature, I think. I, I just think there's too many, too much symbolism steeped in his movies to like really think about it too literally, I guess. I don't know. Sure, 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 sure. I mean, but I also yeah, was not, I didn't think bestiality at any point while I was watching the no, movie. I, didn't I can't even... really. No, no, I, I was. It, it, the only thing I ever thought was, wow, I bet a lot of people are going to be bothered by this. <laughs> um, but I never thought. I am bothered by this. Also, yeah, I, I realize that I probably read too deep uh, into the metaphors or whatever, but I think the unspoken thing is that Eliza is half fish person, whereas the asset is completely fish person. And if she's half fish person, that means that her parentage is likely then that a human being hooked up with a fish person. Am I right? Like, I, that's where she must have come from? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think about that at all. I haven't mm. considered it. Yes. I mean, it was too much. All, all, all I'm saying is that I, I think this this beautiful love story probably like ha had happened before. 
and that was you know hmm. uh, where she came I from think, i think it's more realized towards the end of the movie that he is like a god there Which i even mean michael shannon says that's the he last thing say- he says yeah. You are a god. You are right. A god. And he's oh, pissed shit. off you because he's not made in the image of a god. And yeah. Then, yeah, and he's like, oh shit, you are a god. He's realizing once it's too late that he was a dick the whole time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. About something important. And so I, I don't know. I mean, there's so much like magical realism in the story. It's it's hard to think about it as like biologically. Right. Where would anything fall? Yeah. A, that's, lot, of, that's a lot of times with, with movies that I would call sci fi. You know, or have mm-hmm. sci-fi. I do think about stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. Like, yeah. how how would this happen? I didn't think about that at all. I just let it be totally a fantasy movie, and mm-hmm. it didn't matter to me. It mm-hmm. definitely cares more about fantasy elements than it does, like, doing anything on a sci-fi level. Right. I would say. And so I was, I was there for that. That's fine. Um, yeah, and I no. think that he called it a fairy tale for troubled times. And for mm, me... Yes. Going in, like, yeah. there's all these movies out right now that. that are all this realism and all these things that are going on, all these historical, and that's fine. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay $15 to go see the horrors that are real happening on screen. Mm-hmm. I was totally fine with sitting in a darkened theater, basically by myself, letting this beautiful fantasy escapism story wash over me. Yes. Totally yes. fine with it. The, but something that also was very consciously processing. Right. It wasn't not saccharin. just history itself, but where we are right now. Right. It wasn't saccharin. Yeah. It wasn't overdone. It wasn't some dumb rom com. I don't mm-hmm. like that. That's not pulling me in. This one really and it hooked me, if you will. You know. Right. Right. Exactly. Um. And yeah, the the comparisons between like McCarthyism, Cold War era shit, and the trump era you know i mean that is it's really hard to ignore the similarities and uh i heard an interview with him or read an interview with with him where he was like you know um yes it is a response to those things but also um as a mexican i've been you know we deal with this shit for dealing with this shit for decades you know this is nothing new um yeah so yeah i i really appreciated someone taking that head on and uh it just uh, it was beautiful it was just beautiful <laughs> um also i you know uh i I'd, I'd heard for years actually the first interview i ever heard with Guillermo del Toro on NPR back after uh Pan's Labyrinth had first come out was his, him talking about his love for uh creature from the black lagoon right um so I went ahead and watched that today in preparation for this, and I was really impressed with it. I'd never seen it before. I'd seen Revenge of the Creature on Mystery Science Theater, <laughs> but uh, uh, which is you know great, probably not for their intended purposes, but uh, but the original was really good. Um, but in reading, what does it about have it, in it? Huh? Go ahead. Sorry. What does it have in it? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's just cool on a lot of levels, like, um, the way the story flows, how it goes from like, you know, you have, you know, these two kind of competing scientists and their worldviews. And I, like, I kept thinking about this movie in relation to, uh, Shape of Water, because there's like this really shitty, like douchey dude bro scientist who's like, 
it's just it 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 doesn't matter that it's a living thing. It's something that we can own and show to the world and be famous off of. Right. Um, versus this other scientist who's like, we need to keep it in its natural habitat. We need we can study it from afar. We don't uh, like he the like the shitty scientist guy tries to attack it with a harpoon, like with a harpoon gun, and he's like, it wasn't attacking you. What are you doing? But that's actually what causes everything to happen is the monster starts attacking them. Um, well, no, I guess it kills a camp of guys before that, but still it's like, you know, it, it, it reacts to their aggression accordingly. And the creature actually uses strategy, like to keep them from leaving the lagoon. Um, like it yeah. makes a barricade in the water. And then while they're looking at that, it destroys their rowboat. And then when they're, when they're distracted by something else, it breaks the winch. You know, it's like, it's a cool, like early creature flick. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> bam different winch bam uh yeah yeah and yeah it was just pretty impressive but does he get laid or what <laughs> sorry bro no, no. <laughs> it's not like that jesus man some shit you don't talk about in public <laughs> just like um, that but what hydraulics kick back in <laughs> uh but real quick i did want to bring up the designer of the original costume uh was this um the first female uh illustrator hired by disney her name was millicent patrick um really fascinating person uh she was an italian baroness who graduated high school at age 14 uh she was a musician an actress a model but she chose to go to art school and she did the like initial like design that became the costume but there was this guy that worked for Universal at the same time who didn't like the amount of attention she was getting. getting and uh, basically, he ended up taking sole credit for it and got her barred from working. Um, and Damn. it's like really horrible and sad. And it reflects even more the era in which it was made and the era of that Shape of Water depicts and the bullshit that you know yeah uh people had yeah. to deal with but she also she worked on the monsters from it came from outer space she did the mutant from this island earth oh yeah uh, sweet and uh she designed the mole people costumes like she has she had a pretty illustrious career uh before uh that dick bag did what he did so i thought that was worth That's mentioning. Cool. How, did, how does that film end which yeah, one? Oh, uh, oh 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 uh, creature gets killed he gets killed yeah oh, okay um, but they want to do like a coup de gras, uh, but the good scientist is like, nah, man, just let him go and let him die in his lagoon. And so he does. <laughs> and apparently it made Lila really sad. As I didn't know you were a little more Del Toro as a, well. As a and and yes, Del Toro. I was, I was so, I was actually like, Hey, look, someone who felt the exact same way and did something about it. <laughs> yeah yeah well uh, also in in an interview he said he'd done drawings uh in his sketchbook as a child for days after showing uh um her and the monster like getting ice cream together and like going on dates and like was really obsessed with this idea yeah i i probably did that um I was <laughs> my really, guess is that i was really sad huh yeah my guess is that maybe del toro had trouble with the ladies for various reasons. <laughs> I, I mean, I did. So. <laughs> well, because it was a nerd who loved monster movies. Yeah, Maybe. I don't I'm know just what that's like. <laughs> yeah, what's that? So like? yeah. Well, speaking, this is a 
interesting, maybe a reach for a segue, but mm-hmm. um, give it a, give it a shot. Okay, I'm gonna go for it because of the you know the whiskey. But I think that one of the reasons this movie holds together so well is mm-hmm. that the screenwriter, um, Vanessa Taylor, yeah, I think that she's just really really solid. She wrote for mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. She wrote a couple of the episodes I really like, which I finally started watching since well, last good time on we you. had this. Sweet. I know. I've been texting you guys like things that you knew about for eight years or whatever. Have you heard of this show called Game oh of my Thrones? God, there's this show. <laughs> it's pretty we'll good. We'll be able to do a Game of Thrones up pretty That's soon. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Spoilers, y'all. Spoilers. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, so she wrote for that. Um, she's written a lot, of, a lot of stuff, and she's writing the new Aladdin movie that Disney's doing. Um, okay. She, yeah, she's she's written a lot of stuff, and I think that you know maybe her getting in there, maybe keeping him on track a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, I I tend to agree. And the I, I, like, I feel like it helped get him back to what he really wanted to do. Uh, right. Like the the more it it gets closer to his passion, I think the better he is, and I'm glad there was someone to help him with that. Right. Yeah, he really just needs to be paired with a good writer who understands where art direction can fill like in a, the blank. A ghost writing. movie where nothing happens. <laughs> That'd be great. Man. <laughs> so so disappointed in that one. <laughs> okay, okay, I know, okay. I know. Sorry. So Wait, while, we no, no, no. While we're talking about this, because this was our Del Toro episode, mm-hmm. this movie accepted. So Shape of Water cannot be an answer. Favorite Del Toro movie, least favorite. Mm. With him as a director, or, or I don't know. I mean, because I, I'm only really thinking of a handful here, but I mean, okay, he did I'll give it. Splice, which <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. It's his own thing. And well, in the to interview, be fair, though, yeah, I was impressed with the creature stuff in that. Well, movie. that's what he said too. And they asked him if he wanted to direct it. He was like, "No, this is way outside what I'm comfortable doing, but mm-hmm. I will help you do it." Okay. So he said that he read the whole script, and when he got to the scene that we're all like, oh, shit, about yeah, it, yeah. Like, oh. check, please. Um, he said too much. <laughs> well, good on him, because yeah. that was really unnecessary. <laughs> um, okay, so what's the question? Lot, but... Oh, it was just favorite or best or most enjoyable, <laughs> whatever you think his best is, and then what you think his worst is, because there's like kind of a gamut here. Mm. So I can't use Crimson Peak. You could use Crimson Peak. No, you can. He he. Directed I mean, because straight up, that was probably my least favorite. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> we're not three, two, one. What did you hate about it so much? It, it, um, it really lost focus. There was just no focus. It, like I loved the visuals. It was like some the real haunted mansion it shit. No it was beautiful. It. But, it was like yeah, watching. A my, his version of a Michael Bay movie. It like there was like no writing, uh, like substance. The, and it didn't like all of his other ones are these intricate webs, mm-hmm. and it just was like, uh, it was more like he didn't have anything to do with it. Is what it felt like. That I mean, it, it felt like well, kind of the same level of disappointment I had of like George Lucas's reboots of well, the Star Wars franchise. It's like uh, it feels like him, but he's not in his groove enough. I, I thought it was really atmospheric, and I, I loved a lot of the visuals and the atmosphere and the look of well, the look of it was just amazing. Like I really loved so much of that, but 
ultimately I didn't feel like I was being taken anywhere interesting. Right. I, yeah, I the will, visuals were great. Visuals and atmosphere cover a multitude of sins for me. Like, mm-hmm. I love Sleepy Hollow, but I'm never going to tell you it's a great movie. I it's watched way Sleepy better. Hollow. It's a great right looking right movie, you know, but I love it. But yeah. that's kind of also mm-hmm. how I felt about it. I just kind of got bored. Um, the girl I was watching it with was like, at, at the time, it's like, um, Look at this what guy, the hell is going on? <laughs> she was like, what is this movie about? What is even going so on? What are, and I'm like, I don't know. That, it's probably not his worst movie, but that's, I mean, he's got some really good ones, so it's hard to say. Right. I don't know. I haven't seen Pacific Rim. Uh, okay. That was <laughs> the next thing I was going to I was say. like cracking his neck. Let me talk about this. Go ahead. Well, okay. Um, again and again, visually, fucking great. Like his his attention to like you know wanting to get the the, the robots and the monsters right were that was great. But ultimately, nothing really important happens. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he needs someone to help him drive home like the 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 intrigue for like because he does the thing where he dances on the line of like the metaphor and the meaning mm-hmm. and and that creates a ton of the ability to look to look to read into what you see uh it's like a level of like uh maybe it's the same in all his movies but in some movies uh there's something about the writing that manages to help you look into his visuals and see the depth of them versus see them only as just like backdrop which uh-huh. is what crimson peak and maybe pacific rim feel like more yeah uh, pacific pacific rim was like messy and yeah ultimately just it was not interesting enough and like but the monsters uh, were- i don't know monsters were gorgeous <laughs> i loved that again that comes so a lot with me. The, uh, but my favorite of his movies is definitely pan's labyrinth i mean it's, yeah it's it's pretty hard to beat that it's uh right now it's like Pan's Labyrinth, uh maybe Kronos, then Shape of Water, then Devil's I Backbone. Back, I'd say Shape of Water before Kronos, and I liked really I liked. I fucking loved Kronos. Mm-hmm. I, the problem is like Kronos and like Mimic are back in the day when he had no, no computer yeah. effects, and those are tight. I love that shit so Mimic much. It's just some, like Mimic had some computer effects. I, oh, it did. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. I meant to watch Kronos again for this episode because I love it so much. Um, yeah, and I didn't get a chance to, so I'm still going to do that. But I liked Mimic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it, I was when I saw it as a like as a young lad. Uh, I was really Im- I was like, wow, there's a lot more monster in this monster movie than I was expecting. I was like, this is pretty gross. I'm impressed. <laughs> Mimic. Is, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Can I? Can I? This is where I get to talk about how much I love Blade Two. Yes, you may talk ahead. about how much you love Blade Two. I I really do. Love you it. Love... I just, I just how much do you love it? it? I love it a lot. Um, <laughs> I actually. Got, got. I love hey guys, hey guys. So I am <laughs> as excited as the next geek about Black Panther. I'm very excited uh-huh. to see Black Panther. Does every he have anything I... to do with that? No. Would you just be quiet? No, every I think it's I okay, the, sorry. Every time I see the, the preview, I want to go like run and do parkour and shit. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's but, a badass trailer. But everyone's saying that it's the first black led superhero movie. It's not. Oh yeah, no. It it's Bl- not. Yeah. Blade. It's the first one that people who are just now turning thirty remember. Well <laughs> but, Okay. May, I think 
horror and this is where horror generally has that blanketing effect of like oh but it's kind of a horror movie therefore it doesn't really count or something but blade is a comic book yeah. Well, I know it's a comic book, but it has horror elements. It, X-Men doesn't have horror elements, and well, what's that's amazing more palatable is it, to wider audiences. You get what I'm saying? It's it's a damn Marvel movie. No, I know. I, I mean, know. I know that that was pre-Disney buying Marvel, but it's within their own universe, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this movie I, I, is Hey, I don't so agree with it. I'm just saying good. this is probably what right. they, I, how they feel so about it. So you're mad because people are saying Wesley Snipes isn't black. <laughs> You're like address that they don't question. To take that away. From <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever said that, and the well, internet is saying huge. this is the first crazy theories abound, and I don't think I've ever heard of anyone saying. I, that. I think they just forgot about it. I think honestly, it got forgotten, I think... and that makes yeah, me kind of yeah. sad because it is a good one. He's a it's solid... better than the first one. It I oh, it's way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, the... I remember the monster designs are fabulous. Um, mm-hmm. it has my favorite storyline, which is like, oh, the people who hate each other have to work together because something even worse has come. Um, I know, like where right. Mario and Bowser have to work together in Mario what? RPG. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> what? It's it's also one of my favorite tropes. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I X2 so. is my favorite superhero movie. Um, anyway, I'm just saying that. Don't I, act like you never played Mario RPG. Hey, I beat it. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. No, I'm just saying I have a lot of love for Blade 2. And... Mm-hmm. I beat it to Mario RPG. <laughs> 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 While your eggs are boiling? While my eggs are boiling, I just poof out a quick cloud. <laughs> Fucking, what's for breakfast? <laughs> we weren't recording during that part. People are going to be totally lost when they listen to this later. I think they'll probably oh, figure it yeah, out. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> we got a joke about it. Yeah, Abe Sapien <laughs> poofing up some Eliza eggs. <laughs> or, I mean, <laughs> berm on Eliza's eggs. Aww. Okay, you, so just I, you. I also really um, enjoy uh, the Troll Hunter show on Netflix. Mm. I didn't see that, so it's, it's good. I haven't really seen it yet. good. My kids love it. Um, yeah, sweet. Big fan, big fan. So. Yeah, I'd definitely say people who haven't seen see the shit out of Pan's Labyrinth, because it's amazing. And Pan, Devil's yeah. Backbone. Yeah, pa- yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. Devil's Backbone are... Very good. And he's done... He's produced quite a few. He produced... And the uh, Orphanage. Yeah. yeah, he produced The Orphanage, which is a freaking great horror movie. Yeah. yeah. El Orfanato. Yeah. Yes. Dude, didn't we see that the same day we saw uh, No Country for Old Men? <laughs> yeah, Ira and I used to do this thing where we would pay for one pay movie. Pay for one ticket. You'd see multiple movies, yeah. The entire day like, watching everybody in the theater. I like how you guys act like you're the only people who ever did that. <laughs> I don't yeah. act like that. I know fucking everybody. I feel, I feel like a lot of people do it, but they don't spend the whole day watching all of them. So how like many would you watch in a day? Like four? Like ten hours worth of movies, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> We almost saw No Country twice after we got out of fucking. Because you forgot you already seen it. No, it's just a good fucking movie. <laughs> it, was, it was really good. Yeah. I've never seen it, so. Um, oh. I, my only real complaint though is that, uh, nobody nobody has sex with a fish person. Well, so. if that's your complaint with movies, this one has you covered. <laughs> yeah. In a poof um, of fish sperm, it has you covered. Like that. He was gone. Milks uh, her cloaca. Is that what you? <laughs> yes. The, 
wonderful word poetry that you laid down. I'm flowery and verbose in my descriptions of such things. Yes. I thought John Keats had come to visit us <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> and lo, it was just your sister. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I think this is an excellent segue into my game. Ooh, a game. Yes. Ooh, That's let's do it. I couldn't think of a okay. game. Since we're talking about cloacas and... Uh, wait, wait. I want to do the intro of... part, though, oh, since wait. we no longer edit these with the intro. Oh, okay. Go Shall back. we play a game? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty good. It was pretty good. I was um, gonna say, Leila, I can we edit over that? Can later? you dig can it? You that was dig terrible. It? <laughs> Let's fuck. I'll fuck anything that moves. <laughs> okay, game. Uh, actually, over. no. That's a very appropriate oh uh, intro because Sweet. the game I've come up with is called Bone Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Now, okay. how you play Bone Zone, um, basically, uh, you have to answer whether or not in these movies did they go to the Bone Zone. So you answer yes or no. Oh, sweet. I love this because this is all I pay attention to. Okay. Yeah. No, and I think it's a very, um, you know, it's an important subtext to the Monsters in Love uh, trope. Genre. Okay. Genre. Yeah. Yes. All right. So. How in love were they really? Uh, were, were they in love enough for the filmmakers to make it very clear whether or not they went to the bone zone? Is that, is that making the beast with one back? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Damn! Damn. That's Shakespearean yeah. with that shit. Yeah. That okay, so good. I've officially renamed this game <laughs> to the beast. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. So you you understand the rules? I basically just you know. Throw out a thing, you say yes or no. Can we say bone zone or uh, no, no, no bone zone? Known zone? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if that makes you if that makes you happy, but you have to both agree to what you're yelling so that I can keep it straight. Oh. When I, I want to be able to yell bone zone. Bone okay. Zone. Okay. Bone uh, zone okay, or no? So, or known. so uh... <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, let's start with an easy one. <clears throat> King Kong. No bone zone. Known zone. Known. Okay, I heard you both at the same time. We'll just chalk that up as, uh, you know, Warm you both up. got it because, thank God, we know that didn't happen. Oh, man. I yeah. did see a GIF okay. with Hulk and... Never mind. Forget it. Oh, okay. God. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Connelly? Or they Liz made She-Hulk just to answer that question. <laughs> uh... I like She-Hulk way better than Hulk. Can I, can like, I, yeah. can I as an aside, going back to my five-year-old who loves the Hulk, yeah. she did mm -hmm. a big puffy Hulk. She was the Hulk for Halloween one year, and yeah. uh, she very immediately noticed that She-Hulk looked way more different and less muscly and more shapely, and she uh -huh. she did not take kindly. She didn't. She, she thought she, she thought was basically more Hulk with the ponytail. Basically, she thought it should be like a Pac-Man thing, like regular Hulk, but with a bow. Um, yeah. And it really, oh. I could tell her like inner feminist workings were going. She was a little pissed. Yeah, I don't, well, that's I do not disagree cool with that. What's cool about the Hulk is that he's a big muscly dude. Right. Well, what's, what's interesting about She-Hulk, though, I will counter, is that there's a comic series out now where She-Hulk, still in She-Hulk form, uh, is like a lawyer. 
and she does <laughs> like when she's not punching aliens and shit. Why is this it's fucking great. I'm show? I'm serious. It's really good. I want to see this. It's oh, really shit. like she has glasses and stuff and like a power suit, you know, and like you know. Fuck hell yeah. Yeah. That's not really a counter to what she's talking about, though. No, it's it's actually not, but I just think it's really charming. And you just wanted to because she also her. will punch a car in half, you know. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyway, on with okay. our disgusting adult game. Okay. Bone zone. Okay. Um. The last unicorn. No. Bone zone. What? Okay, Lily, you got it. Yeah. Damn. Sorry, Jeff. Okay. Her. Bone Zone. Yes. Yes. Jeff, yes. you got that. Oh. Okay. Phantom of the Opera. Uh, Bone known. Zone. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Wait. That's why I, he they did, right? Himself. I'm pretty no. sure they didn't. Oh. Did, did you not research your game? God damn it. Okay. Ira. Just continue. Ira Exert some authority. <laughs> that he knows the answers to his own game. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't think they did, though. Okay. Uh, there wasn't a getting down scene in Phantom of the Opera. I would have remembered that. Okay. Uh, Swamp Thing. Bone Zone. Known. Oh, no. Shit. No? They don't? Okay. Cool. No. Uh, oh. When he is Swamp Thing, I, uh, he does not oh. have a couple. Oh, you know, I was thinking of a different I'm Swamp Monster. Good. Never mind. Mm, right, right. Damn okay. it. Okay. Uh, Teen Wolf. Oh, oh Bone, Bone Zone. Zone, yeah. <laughs> That Complete with like Teen Wolfing it on top yes. of a van. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, she banged. It's that still werewolf. inappropriate. It's, it's weird right. that she's like, "I will only get hot for you if you turn into a werewolf first. Yeah, God, that is so fucked. But what? Like but pism. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you mm-hmm. call that. Uh, I, like I call it hot. I don't know. <laughs> Continue. Uh, the fly. Bone zone. Okay, that's a tricky one no. because I'll, I'll fight you. Yes, I'm which is no. He had gone through the machine, and he was technically changing at the point. Yes, there's a lot of uh, bone zoning that occurs. There is, but he's not technically Brundlefly at that. His point, DNA so. is. Okay. Because she has. Well, you both get a point. The reason that I almost didn't have kids was because that scene where she births the maggot. David. Oh yeah, that's right. You did. You that's did correct. tell me that was one of your main concerns when it you first was got pregnant. One of my main concerns. Psycho. <laughs> okay. Um, ex machina. Bone zone. Oh uh, no, no! Wait, who are you talking about? No, no bone zone. No, no bone zone. But wait, who? Correct. Wait, no. Are you talking about she doesn't Caleb? Ex machina. Uh, I'm talking about the main character. The main oh, characters, oh, the, little, you, the little, the little dude. Because was like Oscar Isaac's whole deal. Like he had a whole bunch of them. Yeah, but it's not about him. He's not the main character. Uh, fine. Well, if Oscar it makes you feel any better, just because you're losing. Always the main character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am losing. You didn't he get takes, the point. I'm sorry. He takes everyone to the bone zone. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to kill. I'm about to kill his, <laughs> Tear up this dance floor. I, I feel like Lila's had a couple of bathtub scenes involving <laughs> Oscar Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard him sing? He's like an angel. <laughs> no, he so. does have the voice of an angel. He it's does true. have the Let's voice say, of an angel. Let's say, rewind the egg timer. Go back in time to where we didn't make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, egg... dude, you're going to have to live with that. And we are recording. <laughs> okay, next, is, next bone is, zone joke. Is using the egg timer about to become a euphemism? Like, on the, <laughs> the old egg timer. Yeah. yeah. 
time to set the but, egg timer. Uh, I do want to point out that's a really good way to save time in the morning. You know, that's very smart. Say, a really good way to hard boil an egg. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, so no, smart. no. I just want to say that's a really good life hack. You know, just like, oh no. <laughs> Jack off so long. I'm I gotta jack, jack off only in the amount of time the egg timer allows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, you guys. And cook for next question. question. Um, Hellboy. Known. No. Wrong. You're both oh. wrong. What? Why are you both so wrong? In Hellboy Two. No, they totally hook up. They totally hook up and have babies. Oh, damn. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't remember that. Twilight. Bone zone. Bone. Okay. Not only um, that. Actually, the he... answer I have here is ugh. <laughs> yeah, well, ugh. But not yeah. only that, he chews the baby out of her vampire womb. It's disgusting. Oh, what? He does because she can't birth the baby. Why? I would have loved that movie. Well, because she's not <laughs> fully vampire and the baby's about to like kill her and can't get out of the womb. She has to drink all the blood to keep the baby going because the baby's like half vampire or some shit. Wait, 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 wait. Some... You read Twilight? I read the whole... I, I read all three books Jesus, in like a day. <laughs> wow. Because they were so bad, I hate read them. They were awful. You better have been shit-faced on like Rose cool movie is all I know. The actual movie, though. I was shit-faced, thank you. Like a Cronenberg sort of in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was way gory for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It would be funny if he then just fucking, while he's at it, he just eats the baby. <laughs> that would have been so awesome if that had happened. Yeah. Would, yeah. Like, he, and made a, he made a metal sign with his hand, <laughs> as a mortal man would. <laughs> as a mortal man would. What's this, what's this 90-year-old lady doing with this 400-year-old vampire? <laughs> They're going to call me a cradle robber, but I don't care. <laughs> They're making a show. I'm so excited. I can't yeah. wait. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, splash. Bone zone. Bone zone. They take it beyond bone zone. They do. Splash. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Edward Scissorhands. No. 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 You're right. They don't. They don't. But. Maybe much later he hooks up with a an old lady. Um, as another that would aside, have been a great ending. You guys have seen Edward Pena's hands, right? Uh, I have yeah. not seen Edward. I mean, Pena's I haven't hands. seen like the whole thing. Oh I my god! Through it. You must. Look to it be up. fair, it is, yes. to be fair, I was pretty <laughs> upset that they didn't make individual penis fingers. They just like each hand is its own giant dick, and I thought that Seems was like it'd be like, like a two dicks, like in the shape of scissors. Just aesthetically, <laughs> it looks wrong. It just doesn't. It just doesn't with me. Okay. Also, <clears throat> uh, is it canon? <laughs> is it is it canon? That's the question you got to ask yourself. I'm gonna and ask Tim Burton. Like ever penis hands? How do you feel about it? <laughs> is it? Does he live in the same universe as Edward Scissorhands? Do they hang out? Do they drink at the bar? Where are you going, sir? <laughs> I had the old beer with your dick hands. I don't know. Next question. Uh, splice. Oh, bone zone a lot. Uh, yep, Lily, you got it. Bone zone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you you get that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shrek. The uh, bone zone. Yeah, bone zone. They have a Damn kid. Damn right. They have a kid. Uh, and actually, I wasn't. Even, I was not even referring to uh, Shrek and Fiona. I was referring to Donkey and Dragon. <laughs> 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 and you know, for a fact, they do is because they have Donkey uh, Dragon children. They do. Front to God. Um, Michael Shannon would have been disgusted. I think. Yeah. 
Uh, Dracula, nineteen ninety two. Bones on. No. Wait, who are you talking what? about? <laughs> uh, I was talking about Dracula and Mina Harkover. No, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't they hook up? I thought that they did because well, Dracula. Just all sexy it, was all like, Actually, it was all like it was all like Victorian this. and implied. Like oh mm-hmm. oh yeah, Mr. Dracula. Yeah. Did, did yeah, your, it was. Did your bitches just eat that baby? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was a crazy line to keep it. Damn! In. <laughs> and they kept it from the original Bram Stoker work. <laughs> yeah, I I remember I saw that. I was probably like 11 years old. I was like, I'm so confused. I love yeah, Keanu yeah. Reeves, a, but I'm so confused. That movie is nutso. Yeah. It is nutso. It's nutso, and okay. then it gets real boring, and you're like, how did this change so quickly? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Bride of Frankenstein. I got to the bone zone during Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a point for that, but Come congr- on. congratulations. Uh, uh, bone yes, zone yes. on Bride of Dracula? N- uh, Frank- Bride of Frankenstein? Yeah. All right, no. I'm taking a point from both of y'all's because not only was that a trick question, but no bone zone happened at all in that movie. Why was it a trick question? Well, because A, there's no interspecies anything happening. Uh, the Bride oh. of Frankenstein was created for Frankenstein's monster. Uh, and when she comes to, she ain't all hot and heavy. She's like confused and worried and wants to die. Uh, to which Frankenstein is all like, "We don't all have Turner Classic movies like you, Ira. We didn't know that that he was what happened." Says we belong dead. Oh man, so that's the opposite. Uh, you, you said John comes too. <laughs> I heard that as well. That's very immature, Leela. <laughs> Next question: Howard the Duck. Oh, Bone Zone. Oh, Bone Zone. Creepily. Leela, you get it. Creepy Gross. Bone Zone movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Leah Thompson. Totally Bone Zone. Yeah. She did. She, she Shame. Did. Yes, Shame. She did. Shame. 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 <laughs> um, okay, and the last question. It's for all the marbles. Mannequin. Oh, Bone, bone Zone. zone. Yep. Yeah. I don't, I mean, Very much. Actually, I wrote Hell Yes. <laughs> I love skin that control. movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Cause Kim control. <laughs> well, cause Kim control. Yeah, <laughs> not making any judgments here. Oh, uh, no, that's not actually why, but I just love it. So we, it, it like is a Manic great movie, too, and it has, well. it has that too. song that I love so much. <laughs> um, and I, but I hate to say, it, Leela, uh, Jeff won, and I don't think it's because of any real strategy or that he listened. I think he just kept yelling "Bone Zone" over and over. No, 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 no. I know it was strategy. I fucking know those movies. <laughs> I was a teenage boy. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) like, what's the story? Are they fucking? What's up? So actually, I had, I had, did they fuck? Otherwise, I won't watch it. (laughs) I'm like a creepy. That I was going to mention in my immature discussion of the fish sex in this other movie, um, Mm -hmm. for reasons that I can't tell you now because it'll give away a gift. Um, I was looking up archaic terms for sex. I hope that you did send this in the U.S. mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, and um, and and a an archer a archaic term for fingering your partner, mm-hmm. your female partner, is Shakespearean actually, and it's groping for trout in a peculiar river. <laughs> oh God! Just say fingering. <laughs> wow. 
and it was weirdly it, is there an, if you show. know what i mean at the end of that <laughs> yeah there's an eye waggle eyebrow waggle uh-huh. <laughs> you know a cigar thing wow <laughs> what else you got uh, well, that was trying the only to get one that, the was, that, that was the funniest cost. one. <laughs> well, that was that's, the one that was appropriate to this show. So, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention, though, uh, I I forgot to include uh, under the skin. Whether or not there was oh, bone yeah. zone there, and there is not. There's no actual bone zone. There's no actual bone zone. Even when they try to take it there, it's physically impossible. Well, mm-hmm. you would have thought it was in this one as well, but oh. You know. Damn, and I meant to put in a uh, ex machina. You did say. Oh wait, no, there's totally bone zone in that. There's totally yeah. Uh, wait, and oh yeah, no, I mentioned ex machina. I'm, what I meant to say. No, 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 and uh, under the skin, she just doesn't know what her vagina is for. <laughs> no, no, she doesn't have a vagina. That's what that reveal is. No, the reveal is she, she's she like, what the hell? Lamp. She's like, because the guy tries. He's like, I'm trying to put it in, and she's like, huh? There's nothing there. <laughs> Because she's never supposed to get there. She's what? never supposed to get that far. That also happens yeah, in, in the lore. Because there's this oh, weird Polish it? lady who's like, you'd give anything for a pussy. It's really weird. Oh, right? <laughs> I remember you saying that in our unrecorded <laughs> Which episode, episode do we reference that in? <laughs> the one I erased in the mermaid because episode. I did it wrong. Oh, it's a little off to the damn yeah. it. I repeated uh, that like that was at good, least though. ten times. Yeah. <laughs> I'd still suggest everyone watch the lore and mermaid. The Chinese movie, though. I, I, I suggest everyone have, uh, mermaid uh, down. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'd like to talk real quick. Um, you know, we 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 talk about um, you know, monsters and love and stuff. But yeah. then there's like the darker side of things, and I'm getting at vampires here. Right. Because I don't want to like, turn this into a vampire episode. <laughs> well, I just you know, I don't know. I, I thought we should mention like let let the right one in or something. Oh yeah. No, I don't think we should. You don't think we should? <laughs> All right, I'll shut up about it. <laughs> no, I mean we like we've had whole episodes for that. Let's just let fucking sea creatures have their shit. You know, okay. you're you're it's right. It's unfair. But you're what not we arguing say? It's not a great Monsters movie. in Love is a can of worms. That's what I've discovered doing research in this thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I that's agree. that's what I got. You know, I think know. that about does her. You know, mm-hmm. wraps her all up. And uh, Lilu and Corbin. She's she's uh, humanoid. <laughs> she's extremely I know. humanoid. It's, it's not. I have a whole section here called humanoid on humanoid monster romance, and it's pretty boring. Honestly, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, ego and his son. You know, they're Star Lord and <laughs> right. Asgardians. You know, it's exactly, exactly. Blah blah it's, blah. I mean, any comic book. Movie, who cares? Because interspecies romance is the the bread and butter of comic books. You know. Mm-hmm. If it ain't, if it ain't a cheerleader hooking up with Teen Wolf, then uh, you know, not very yeah. interested. I'll, I'll pass. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So with that, I give a glowing five star review to The Shape of Water. <laughs> As do I. A beautiful yeah. romantic Everyone... film. Go see it, and then, you know, take your SO to the bone zone. That's mm-hmm. what I recommend. <laughs> to the Sobo. Jeff, I didn't know you had yeah. this soft side. <laughs> I know. What are you calling soft? It's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Bam. Bam. Thank you, ma'am. Cool. I literally have nothing else to say about this subject. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think I think we've... Uh... 
Right. Now it's just kind of <laughs> awkward, honestly. Yeah, I know. Now it's like, oh, yeah. I've been talking to my siblings about fish sex for an hour and a half. Hmm, <laughs> How many times have I put phones on? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. That's your own Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> <laughs> Which 